0: Welcome to the Flowstate podcast. I am Flowstate founder and managing director, Stuart P. Turner. In this five-episode mini-series, we're talking about the implications of AI, cutting through the hype to talk about real-world use cases, real examples, and what it means to people in their day-to-day jobs. So, Lee, Thank you for joining the show. It's awesome to have you on. Um, So obviously you're the marketing manager at Don't Panic Events. I'm actually super excited to talk to you because you guys cover a huge array of industries and markets. So for the benefit of those people who may not have heard of you, um, can you give me a quick rundown of exactly what it is that Don't Panic does um, and the breadth of the, uh, the sort of scope of the events that you guys run?
1: Absolutely, Stu. So basically, we are a B2B events company, and we specialize in awards events. Um, So we just set up events that are based around um, people who have been in, you know, the search, SEO, PPC, agency, company culture, you know, the vast range of industries that they are in the digital space. And we basically set up awards nights for them. But it's it's a lot more than just that i think the background of it is making sure that people um just know that if they have a great campaign if they have a great kind of product tool software um company culture in-house initiative that they can basically enter our wards and you know have that kind of winning um element to to their agency or to their name or to their um uh, campaign so that's basically what we set up and we we do it from inception all the way from um, getting people to download entry forms for a particular events, all the way down to judging and then um, selling tickets for the event and the actual gala event night um, and we currently have around 30 events in our portfolio that we run throughout the year um, so yeah that's basically don't panic in a in a very small nutshell. <laughs>
0: wow, I like it. So just everything, everything everywhere, basically. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, and look, I think um, one of the interesting things in particular about obviously speaking to you is there's there's a kind of dual, um, a dual uh, I, I guess, purpose to the conversation because I'm sure, as you know, uh, as, a, as an agency fan stroke, uh, you know, sort of, person yourself um that's ai potentially if you believe the hype is coming for many of our jobs but also um it's actually really interesting to see how it's actually going to be represented in the awards and how people are actually using it so talk to me about um you know is this a terminator type situation that we're in now like are we all going to (laughs) be usurped by machines or is that just like hype and should we just all calm down
1: Oh my gosh! Um, I just feel like, you know, everybody. As soon as it came out, as soon as like you know your chat GPTs ca- kind of came out, everyone started just um really becoming stressed out. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. saying, I'm, I'm 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 speaking from experience because I was just like, oh my gosh, why is this thing just right away <laughs> <laughs> without any any form of kind of um you know the long hour research that we kind of human beings put into it? Um, I guess it was just um you know that kind of worry in the beginning um I, I definitely know that from our content manager's point of view i think she she was really stressed out um really thinking oh my gosh this thing can just do hours worth of research in, the, in split seconds and here i am you know taking up company time but i think from from the the time that chat GBT did come out up until now um there's just so much more to it than, than worrying that it, it's going to unsurp your job or, or mm. something like that. I think it's more that you can use it to your advantage. You can, you know, kind of take back those hours in the day now, instead of, you know, taking hours and hours to do research on something, it, it types you up, whatever it is that you need. And you just have to do the, the, the fact checking basically behind it, which isn't as as long as kind of doing the research, kind of putting pen to paper or you know fingers to notepad kind of thing um and now i would rather say it's more of an advantage than anything else if you're not using it in your job role if you're not kind of utilizing it as much as you can um that's when you should worry that your job's unsafe <laughs> <study. laughs> Because I think everybody, whether you're a copywriter or not, whether you're a marketing manager or not, you know, it's, it's just so great to kind of use, you know, the, the other night we were thinking about, you know, we wanted to have like these place card holders on the table so people could discuss, um, you know, little points of discussion. So if you, you're sitting with someone at your table that you don't know and you don't know how to start a conversation, we thought, okay, what could we do? Uh, to create you know little cards that basically are conversation starters yeah that's and cool we put it into and we put it into chat gpt our designer did it and he's likely i understand none of these terms i don't know what board <laughs> match is i don't know what phrase match is i don't know what it means for a competitor's ad to rank some." he's just like please help me and it was such a great like this I started cool laughing like, are, the, are like, these
0: search words what does this mean <laughs> <laughs>
1: what does this mean and he's honestly just a designer didn't know what any of them meant and when i sat there i was like giggling myself away. And he's like, what does this even mean? I was like, great, okay, let's th- this is what we do. We take what Ch- Chat ChatGPT did and we kind of um work it around into the ones that are a bit more funnier, the ones that are kind of very much office-based. And it it was just such a such a great way to kind of use the tool. For our advantage than sitting in a in a brainstorm meeting for about an hour to try and throw out words and throw out, um, you know phrases that kind of work in the search industry and like I mean something like that is just a great way to show that it, it it's it's really great for people who are not even in the marketing space who's who's more of a designer who doesn't know anything about search or SEO or PPC to to utilize it quite well. So I mean yeah, yeah right. just a, just a small example. So it's it's quite quite good to use for that.
0: Look, I think that's um, that's actually a really interesting example, which has come up a lot in in a few conversations, actually, about the um, the education side. Um, and from from reading a few bits as well, I'm sure you've been across this uh, yourself. There's a bit of a yeah. kind of a you know a, a pro and con that seems to keep cropping up, which is obviously you know it's, it's great that you now have a, a tool at your fingertips that can teach you things like it's, you know super even easier than just having Google there to to find yeah. things instead of having to fish around. You're like, oh, just tell me this, which I think is awesome, but. Um, Um, the counterpoint to that which I've been hearing quite a lot is the you know the concern about sort of the the garbage in garbage out problem where a lot of Of people in specific areas are slightly worried that you know it's giving you things that are inaccurate I'm sure you've seen some of the stories about it like making up references and sort of as you said the fact checking sides not necessarily being there Um, are you you seeing any of that um, either yourself or in, in the entries to the awards?
1: Um, not just yet into the entries because, do you know, what we've decided to do, um, we've recently had the UK Dev Awards come up um, quite recently. And it's it's coming up for its 2024 cycle quite soon. And what we thought was we, we wanted to actually have categories, AI categories into um, the awards or the the upcoming year's awards. But we actually took a step back and we thought, you know, instead of rushing to make sure that we have um, AI categories uh, into our wards where people are not ready, I don't think they're ready or have refined their tools or refined mm. um, the kind of AI-based tools that they're using, instead of pushing a category in and then getting sort of um, submissions that aren't ready to go to market yet or haven't been had the kind of market research that it needs, rather than pushing it to... To kind of go down the route of let's just get people to enter into these awards and this AI category for them, and trying to push it to go to market too quickly before people are even ready for it. Let's give it another year for people to actually do their market research, do the Mm. testing, you know, take the time that they need to actually perfect something that could be helpful, rather than just throwing something out. Oh, we've created an AI tool. Oh, there's a category in an awards. We're just going to put it in because we know we're going to win because there's such a small kind of. Nuance to it at the moment that <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could win without any competition. So we thought we we're going to actually put it on the back burner for the for the next year, so that we can ho- hope that people actually take their time to do the research, fix any bugs, t- take their time to do kind of um, market research, and actually put out a tool that they're actually happy to win that will gain some kind of competitor um, competitors in the space. So, so yeah, I, I think you know looking at kind of the the AI tools that have also come up to counteract what's been done by ChatGPT. I mean, I've been reading on, you know, students, uh, you know, creating their own um, essays and kind of thesis and dissertations through Chat ChatGPT. Mm. And, um, you know, as a human being, how would you spot that out? Unless you realize, yeah. oh, ChatGPT is quite repetitive. But if you're not a professor, in the, if you're not someone who's using it quite constantly like a marketeer um, and you're a professor and you see this Long, well written essay has a few references, um, and you you know it it could be possible. But how would you know that a student has actually written? And I've just been reading about all the uh, 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 a Harvard student in particular who created a um, a non-Chat GPT app that basically picks up if it's been written by AI. And I thought that's yeah, quite no. interesting to have done, you, you know, literally going against the curve. Everyone's going down the AI route of writing and kind of publishing novels and books and kind of essays and blog posts where someone's decided, well, how do we know what's real and what's not? Because that's, I think that's what sets human beings apart, isn't it? That, you know, we, we're so based in the art and kind of creative space do we really want AI to kind of take over that as well? You know, it, it's just, it's a lot of conversation about it. And I guess it, it's just us deciding what we want to, what we want to do with it and, and what route we take with it. And, um, yeah it's just it's it's actually just quite interesting to read everything at the moment that's coming out honestly steve if i could tell you one thing everything is about chat gpt <laughs> honestly <laughs> i log into linkedin and it's just like everybody going on about it it's, it's absolutely yeah. insane it's
0: just, Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny you say that actually because i have obviously spending a lot of time on linkedin uh, myself not yeah. necessarily by choice uh, i want to i want to add um <laughs> there is you know it makes me want to like stab pencils into my hands reading some of the stuff I'm there <laughs> at the moment Where like i'm actually in a um there's quite a couple of amusing reddit like threads that i'm in as well where um oh my gosh people are talking yes. about like uh what was the best the best job title i saw was a prompt engineer that people are calling themselves now and people were just like ripping out this like job wow, title like, okay. a prompt engineer is like not a thing it's just you know how to type stuff into a chat it's just asking it questions and telling it to do stuff um, exactly
1: that it's basically yeah. all of us going into google every day and ch- typing in what we're trying to get out of it so it's, it's basically it's like, i'm a prompt engineer by the way don't don't, Sorry, no,
0: don't up for me. Didn't mean to. cast any aspersions on, on anything you're doing, <laughs> Ellie. But um, look, I think I've been uh, I've been probably quite offensively likening it to um, to my friends when I talk to them about like um, you know when like little kids first learn they're learning about the oh, world around them and they put everything in their absolutely. mouth like the, what is happening absolutely. at the minute is everyone's at that phase where they're like oh can i do this with chat gpt it's like when you were a yes. little kid and you were like oh look a rock on the floor i'll put it in my mouth maybe that'll tell me about it and you're like <laughs> we just need to kind of power through this phase i think and see if anything useful comes out the other side but you know absolutely not yeah. everything tastes good i guess is the takeaway and there's only so many things <laughs> you can learn by just eating stuff that you find on the floor oh, which uh, I, you learn quite quickly <laughs>
1: yeah it's, it, it is great that people are using it and trying to use it as 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 well as they possibly could. But it's not always going to work for everybody. I mean, some of the times that I've gone into ChatGBT and kind of put in um, a prompt, it's come out with literal garbage, like um, very repetitive kind of content or content that's basically... Um, you know repeated in in a different way or um it's it's quite methodical in introduction mm. main paragraph conclusion whereas that's not the way kind of writing works at the moment i mean you can go off on a tangent if you wanted to you can go and reference um several other things in in a blog post or an article that you're writing i mean it it, it isn't as straightforward or the, the structure isn't as always straightforward as introduction model and end like that's the way yeah. th- that you learn it in sort of um high school and, and primary school and things like that so it's not it, it's not the way that we kind of write in the modern world or the working yeah. world so yeah it's it's interesting to kind of take note of i guess but it's it's also taking what chat gpt gives to you or any kind of ai software and working it for your own advantage and not just using it as is and i think that's the worst thing about linkedin is that you can kind of pick up now after but can you after even pick a worse thing <laughs> yeah it's like you can't you can't pick it up so why don't you just take a little bit longer to just kind of edit it out and make it your own voice because your own voice is basically what you need to do on LinkedIn. It's all about, you know, your own branding and your own kind of marketing to it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's 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 all interesting at the end of the day. It's it's good to kind of note what people are using it for and what actually works and what doesn't.
0: Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. And I think um, coming back to the point you made about sort of efficiency and quality, um being combined together, I I think, I agree with you. I think that's where a lot of people are falling down, right? Where they're just going way too far down the efficiency bucket and being like, Oh, look, I can do like a million crap things, you know, way faster now, instead of thinking, well, what's the one really good thing that you can do way faster that would actually be really useful. Not like, you know, I can just spam out like 20 articles instead of one in the same time. Like that's not necessarily the, the right thing to be doing, you know, for, for any use case, I guess. But, um, you just reminded me actually this kind of what concerns me and i think um coming back to your point around the awards as well is obviously models like chat gpt have been trained on like the sort of corpus of uh, information that's just on the internet um and i'm sure you know as well as i do that a large proportion of the content that's out there is already created basically at quite a low level just to either farm you know farm clicks farm ad dollars like there's a lot of like pretty poor quality stuff if you go back to the early days of seo when everyone was you know just building like link farms and stuff like that that is all that stuff's what they've been trained on so is that a concern like should we be worried that a proportion of the information that's actually in there is pretty poor to start with or do you not think that's too much of an issue
1: difference is that you know with link farms compared to chat gpt is that chat gpt at least makes it different every single time so not not a single person is going to have the same um, kind of copy same kind of content it'll change each time but with link farms it's just like (laughs) same links on the same platforms on the same recruitment or dodgy little websites i mean (laughs) so you do know obviously that we we struggle with quite a lot of spam having 28 or 30 awards, which Mm. means that we have a website for each of them and we just get hammered with spam every single day. And we know that there's, that one russian gmail account that keeps hitting our <laughs> websites yeah. constantly over and over and over again it's basically the same thing with those link farms back in the day like it's just like the same websites that you're having um your ads and content move onto. whereas now it's i think it's a bit nuanced and if you are a good copywriter or editor or marketeer you wouldn't just take what's given to you you'd kind of adapt it for what you're actually trying to write for the the message that you're trying to get get across or what is that cta that you want to um have in mind for for people to actually um click on action or 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 make use of so i think it is quite different and that's sort of the nice thing but also you've got to worry that if it's creating something different each time how would you know um who's using it for the same advantage, who's hmm. using it and actually editing it down and making it a bit more nuanced and who's not. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's quite a difficult one. Like you, you never, now it's almost like the difference between, um, you know, I could have I quit my job and decided to become a <laughs> copywriter and then just use chat GBT and just make yeah. a living off it. But I mean, it's just like how far is it going to go and how long can you use it for until it's not sustainable? Yeah. Um, and i think that's that's the hard part if you are a consultant or freelancer in the market today it's just um every other you know person who's kind of hired you to do work now thinks they can do it on their own using chat GPT yeah. yeah Quite a scary part of it yeah
0: yeah it's interesting hey because i think like um obviously we've uh as, as white collar you know computer people we've been pretty safe for quite a while <laughs> there's been I mean there's been a lot of disruption but it hasn't disrupted us right like we've been able to be like yeah. oh no I still do, I still know stuff special stuff that nobody else knows whereas now um yeah. with chat you're like oh well people can actually find that out like pretty quickly now like is are you worried really about that quickly. like I mean you know you, if you were a copywriter would you be would you be worried now
1: I mean you know it depends on the type of copywriter you are I think you know I've, I've I've had the privilege of meeting quite some really great copywriters in, in my day. And I just know then that what um they're taking from GPT is so different to what they're outputting. Mm-hmm. So we had a little, um we did a, this little exercise in the office and we decided to, um, Have ChatGPT write an article about, you know, award entries and the importance and benefits of it. And then we had a copywriter do exactly the same thing. She didn't know, but she knew she just needed to write this blog post for me. And I did on ChatGPT. And then what we did was we took both copies of that um, article and we gave it over to our data analyst, who's not a words person at all. Yeah, okay. Doesn't know anything about words. Kind of <laughs> just is stuck in numbers and stuck in stats and analytics the whole day. And we thought, you know, She doesn't understand um, our copywriter's handwriting because she doesn't obviously edit and read it through like I do each day. And we gave it over to her and we said, okay, so tell us which is um our copywriter's uh you know <laughs> article and i could see her face I and know, I love just it. Wrote, the
0: high pressure <laughs> ab test that you know just jumped on <laughs> <Exactly. under> there
1: <laughs> absolutely and then she was just looking at it thinking
0: oh my god but
1: and as she actually started reading it she realized mm, that, that's an interesting word or that's exactly the way that we would actually put it for ourselves and you know she actually went through it and she realized, oh my god, this is so much better because this just sounds like it's been blurted out and copy and pasted from the internet.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And, I mean it, it and, and that's the thing now, with with our copywriter and, and the copywriters that I've met, I just know you're not you're not you're, you're absolutely safe if you're doing your job mm. compared to if you're just taking something off ChatGPT and throwing it wherever you need to throw it. Um and hoping that it sticks. And at the end of the day, if you are a good copywriter, you would take the time to kind of make sure. Actually, mm, this could be a bit more nuanced for a particular audience. This could say a little bit extra in terms of making sure that people understand what the awards trust mark means for us, or you know, like those small nuances that we would always kind of market and make sure to market. Mm. Um, a robot wouldn't be able to do that it would know yeah. how to do that It wouldn't know that it needs to do that so i think you know i wouldn't necessarily worry if you are a good copywriter and you do take the time to do that research and do take the time to actually go through what you need to go through um because chat gbt doesn't do that it just takes a bunch of things off the internet um and I, and sometimes you need to worry about the sources because sometimes it'll get a, a source from somewhere that it doesn't pick it up from immediately where it had originally come from. It just takes the latest source that it kind of found. So so yeah, it just it's it's quite interesting. But I think if you are a good copywriter, you shouldn't be worried.
0: Yeah, I look, I think that's um, that's actually really reassuring, and I I, I like your line of thinking because I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you are as well. Like I have a sort of strong feeling that that will, that will be how this plays out. And I think, um, I mean, you will probably know better than me with your, uh, your sort of, you know, being across all the the different kind of awards and categories you guys run. But there is a real uh, distinction from every client conversation I've ever had with people, particularly, you know, from working in agencies for a long time where people get that there's only so much like tactical sort of um, tweaking that you can really do that, you know, it'll get you so far, but it won't get you any further. And you end up just sort of, you know plateauing at at a level and that's fine for some people but you know the where people really excel and i think where you know agency teams and service providers really excel is exactly what you just described it's understanding how that all connects up to like real marketing you know and how it connects up to having a brand and distinguishing yourself and understanding how people behave um and I feel like that side of things has had a real sort of uh, taken a real battering over the past kind of ten years or so. You know, probably since the yes. since the growth of you know the uh, the advertising models online, because people were like, "Hey, don't need to worry about that. Just you know, wang a load of money at Google and they'll, they'll sort it out for you." But will figure um, it out,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel like we've come kind of back back around full circle now, which to me is quite reassuring. Because I think the uh, as you were saying earlier, it's the human the human element that makes you stand out or or not right. Like not the uh, the amount of stuff that you can do
1: yes and no, exactly it's a qual-, qual it's always about quality over quantity isn't it it's like you realize that with everything in life so um the, the thing is i think back in the day when you could um write a, sort of you know 50 blog posts quite quickly about nothing or or mm. just sort of take the same topic and reword it over and over and over and over again until you get some kind of good seo and you you you've got your articles kind of pointing in multiple different directions i mean used to work that way back then but not not anymore like it takes a bit more time and effort and that's why i think seo is even blown up the way that it does um and that's why we, you've got like these major conferences like um brighton seo that comes yeah. up each year and it's it's grown as as they advertise it it's grown from a pub in little old brighton to this global phenomenon so i mean there must be something to
0: it <laughs> great conference by the way brighton seo well worth well worth oh, absolutely
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. I went this year and last year, and this year was just absolutely mega. I yeah. mean, the, the speakers were great. I mean, the the kind of um, – I went for PPC Advanced Training course because I thought, you know, with everything that's changing in the industry, I just want to make sure that yeah. I'm abreast of everything. I know exactly what's going on, and even those kind of courses were amazing. Funny enough, the speaker had won um, four awards at our UK Paid Media Awards, and I thought, okay – this is someone I want to obviously listen to. And it's a great person that they chose because she's an agency owner as well. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just shows that SEO has come just so far, such a, such an important part of the industry that, um, yeah, I guess uh, not a lot of people, if you're not in the space, would know how much of a hard work actually goes behind everything. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, you know, he's still you know, me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I, I think the, the best way to describe it or the best way to put it is, you know, when your parents ask you, what do you do? and They just don't understand it. You have to say, oh, just, it's marketing. It's computers. It's, it's Facebook ads. Just mess around it's what with you the see internet. on Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was yeah used exactly. to, uh, I used to have explained to my mum that, well, like, back when we were doing more media more paid media stuff it'd be like you know when you like go on any website and you just see the same advert everywhere like i was like that's that is what we do basically it's just to hound you around the internet until you buy stuff (laughs) that was
1: yeah exactly that that. oh my god and that's the funniest (laughs) thing to explain it to a parent i think that's what it's almost that's what it's almost boiled down to that that, that's kind of what everybody kind of thinks (laughs) it's 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 awful if you're not in the industry you wouldn't know but i think everybody else that it's like oh you do you do facebook yeah, and Twitter all yes.
0: day. <laughs> talk, no. you give you give you a mildly dirty look as they wander off. That's, that's usually, it. yeah, yeah. Hey, it's funny talking about um, SEO actually because I've um you know like is having having been doing it for many years now. Like I'm still I've been really surprised and maybe it's just as you said in virtue of just being so deep, I guess in the industry that I can no longer see the way back out. I, I suppose at this point, but <laughs> people, yeah, I still get asked about it now. We're still doing quite a lot of SEO work with um. With stokes, people just like don't don't get it still. And I was like, is it not really easy now? There's loads of like super easy tools and stuff, but people like, yeah, but how, how does it work? And I was like, well, you know, you just do what Google says basically, but not not all the time. And then they were like, oh, and then you know, their eyes close over a bit. But I was like, look, if you want <laughs> do it for you, yes, we can. But um, yeah, look, it's interesting. I think um, back to your uh, back to your point earlier, actually, one of the most exciting things I've seen recently was the introduction of um, the testing of. AI driven allegedly search results from Bing and, and Google um like what do you, what do you think about that Lee like have you seen them have you had to play around with them and uh, like do you know if there's going to be much of an impact on the the search industry as yet um given that it's still quite a small a small test i guess at the moment
1: it might be a small test now but i feel like it could blow up really quickly and very easily i mean once people start using it a little bit more and kind of getting um you know, I think with anything, it's it's just how do people use it and how are they wanting it to grow. um, And that, and that literally goes in hand with any, anything that you kind of launch or any kind of product or tool or software or anything that you kind of use these days. Um, yeah. It just depends how the user finds it and how you want it to grow because at the end of the day, you can use it for, you know, something really small like, you know, ChatGPT wouldn't have blown up if every single copywriter and marketer didn't just go on it and flood it. <laughs> Yeah. Like literally, just flood the system and use <laughs> use it as 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 much as I could. I know um, consulted than I know he when when ChatGPT first came out, he thought like, oh my god, I've been paying someone to write blog posts for me, and um, they could only really do like five a month, and it costs X amount of money, which mm. is quite a bit. And he just sat the whole day thinking of every single blog post idea he could think of and putting it in chat to and saving it out because he thought it was going to crash and it wasn't going to go anywhere. He honestly just thought this, this is like um, such a great product. There's no way it's going to be free for, for very long. Um, it's definitely going to crash. There's going to be an issue. There's going to be a bug. Something's going to happen. And he literally sat for like four to five hours that day, <laughs> typing in everything that he could to try and save it out, and edits at a later date because it just saves you so much of time and money at at, at yeah, a later that's point. That's great.
0: Just really getting his getting so, his money's worth in there. No, getting his money's worth. Good yeah. way to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. That's so I guess. I guess it just boils down to how do people use it, how do we test mm. it, how do we how do we want it to function for for ourselves, basically.
0: Yeah. Look, I think again going back to a point you made earlier, just in connection with that, I think the um, just to talk about, I suppose, where you see the the next kind of opportunities coming in, the most interesting use cases i've seen are actually the most pedestrian ones um and maybe that's just you know <laughs> says more about me than uh, than anything else but um for example like we use a, a tool called loom quite a lot which you know helps you like record videos and do okay. quick screen shares i think I've, yes. i think i've bombarded yeah. you with a few of those and they've introduced yes. <laughs> a um a really cool little like um it's not really ai but like you know they're calling it that it's like the language model but it summarizes what's in your video it breaks it up into chapters for you which is quite cool based on you know where you're pausing or starting to talk about different things and it also transcribes everything and then edits the transcription um so back to your point about things that take a load of time afterwards i was like you know that was one of the banes of my life where i'm like how do you give this video a really useful title like do i need to actually put markers in where i've said something oh i forgot when i said it like obviously i'm not writing it down but that that to me is a massive time saver and actually really helpful for the recipient because then as as you know i can talk quite extensively. Um, so I feel like, <laughs> oh, it's you actually talking, so he's talking about what we actually wanted to hear at like five minutes in, so they can just skip straight ahead. So that that I thought was super useful. And there's one in um, ClickUp, which we use as well, which is our project management tool, where it just literally has a button that just says, Summarize. So if you're writing a description, Amazing. or a title or something, and you're like, this isn't of gonna course. make any sense to anyone, you just press Summarize, and it just gives you a way shorter version. And I was like, this is, this is great. It's like super boring, but really useful at the same time. Oh
1: my gosh, that is a lifesaver. I know,
0: I was like, this is just saving me hours already. Um, Have you seen anything like that?
1: Not at all, because you know what, the other day I was, um, so we do judge recordings basically, and judge recordings, we just want to find out those little nuance bits about what a judge is looking for in an entry form, what they're looking for that stands out in terms of, an entry, the way that people submit their entries, kind of what they're saying about budgets, what they're saying about their objectives, how they reach their objectives, what are the challenges, like those those things um, the judges have to go through for every single entry form that they're judging. And obviously, you know, there's there's such a big variety of entries that come in. We always trying to find out from a judge what stands out? What mm. What are those nuanced pieces that actually stand out? And so I've been doing judge recordings recently and just like recording the session, having, having a discussion with them, speaking about the entry forms, you know, what what is helpful, what are the, the, the kind of big things that people always miss or make mistakes on, and what are those small things that um, entrance year on year. You know, some people have been entering our w- awards for about five, six, seven years. Yeah, right. And um, it's basically... What do those people who've been entering year on year? How do they stand out a little bit more? What could they have tweaked a little bit more to make sure that they got an extra point for something? So it's it's you know we need to cater not only to new entrants who don't understand the process at all, but to entrants who've been entering year on year on the same entry form and how mm. do they stand out? And so I've been mean, sitting with judges obviously trying to pick their brains about things like this, and my the bane of my life is sitting afterwards and actually transcribing <laughs> it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you saved my like a hell of a long time you can have that one
0: books. for free, Lee. get, get in there i'll yeah, send you i'll so. send you the website yeah but it's but i'm i'm the just being both very lazy and a huge fan of efficiency like i'm constantly on the hunt for things that are like slightly faster slightly easier like you know any anything like that i'm like brilliant we'll just we'll just use that done yeah i mean um if
1: uh yeah but uh, applied for a job with bull gates he'd hire you immediately What's he, what, what does he always say <laughs> he hires uh um lazy people not hard workers I know.
0: i wish i'd known I mean. that when i was younger i could have gotten the, the microsoft <laughs> gravy train early, earlier on uh, i just do that exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so talk to me about um getting back on the subject of awards and i know you said that you're not sort of uh, you're not pushing ai too hard this year but um are there any areas where you or the team are actually kind of like oh there might be some really interesting stuff happening next year have you heard any kind of rumblings from either the uk or, or across the other markets that you guys operate in yet or are there any sort of um you know any exciting things that are sort of happening that you you are kind of keen to see an award entry on
1: oh absolutely i think um i've just come back as i said from paris from the global search awards and that was really good because we uh, we um interviewed one of our judges Matoka hunt she's really really good and she's been judging our awards for the longest time um and you know i asked her exactly the same thing like you know what have you seen in 2023 in terms of um trends and what do you expect to to find in 2024 mm. and um You know, she spoke a lot towards, you know, the search industry and all the policies kind of changing at the minute and how people are adapting to that. But what I found is that um, we've just finished our global social media awards and what we realized is there's so much... in. To do in terms of influencers and mm. i know everybody loves an influencer but <laughs> they they really do push a product they push um tools they push you know d- you know different kind of services in in the industry and as much as we hate to kind of acknowledge that they are <laughs> yeah. a big part yeah. of kind of marketing i mean you know influencer marketing is an absolutely booming and growing industry at the moment and i'm not talking about those guys who go to a restaurant and try to get a free meal oh, yeah,
0: the, uh, the, the free <laughs> ice cream uh, people yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's not it's not those guys it's the ones that actually kind of take on a product and are really passionate about it mm. and then go on to push it and and how do they push it what what are they kind of using what tools are they using um What kind of messaging are they using that's different from others? And that's what I'm trying to also adopt in our marketing at the moment because, you know, with us, um, you know, an event is not something that you can push right here and right now. It's not a product that you can sell right here and right now. It's not tangible. It's a day in the future. And that day in the future is so hard to kind of, show people and navigate Mm. why they need to be there why they need to be a part of an award ceremony and that's what we're trying to what i guess myself and the team are trying to really push at the moment like that content creator look and feel of a video or look and feel of an awards night is what we're really trying to push and and i feel like the the realm of being a content creator or I wouldn't even say influencer, I would say content creation at the moment and how content creators put out their, their, their thoughts and takes on products is mm. way more important and way more, um, you know, something that we really need to look at doing and, and look at, you know, onboarding for, for 2024 in the upcoming years, because yeah, okay. I think the, the influencer space has taken a bit of a negative turn. And I feel like a lot of people don't really want to be associated with it. Now, I think a lot of podcasts yeah. that I listen to um, people just, you know, who are in the influencer space just feel like, Oh, I don't even want to tell someone I'm an influencer when I when you know, someone asks me what, what job do you do? But mm. on the other hand, if you're a content creator, someone who's actually putting the work in, taking the hours in the evening from your full time job to actually create the content that resonates with your audience, like that's I think Coming up to be um, yeah quite a big thing, that, and especially because we only have that day in the future to kind of push people towards it, we don't have a product to actually sell. So I think that for us is a big thing in terms of of how we navigate our own content when we get when we sit with our videographers. So whenever I go to an award ceremony, I make sure to in, uh, interview um, judges, our sponsors, um, finalists, um, and then winners at the end of the evening. And then what are we doing? With that content how are we we kind of adapting it for our social media channels how are we adapting it for our ads how are we making sure that it doesn't look heavily branded because i think that's the big thing at the at the at the point today is that i don't want to see things that are heavily branded no, and no yeah. matter if i'm a loyalist to you know um Nike or Adidas or um, Givenchy, whatever it is, I even if I'm a loyalist and we're buying from them for years, if I see an ad that's heavily branded. Couldn't care less. If I see an athlete <laughs> testing out a shoe, or, or a wannabe athlete who's just a content creator taking a run around a park, I want to see that. I want to know that if you trip and fall, it's still going to be a good shoe to wear. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's yeah. like it's, it's it's just those kind of things that I feel. I honestly do feel is is coming up quite big in in the next few years. And it's how are we adapting content to make sure that it's. And I think if you go onto YouTube at the moment, if you go onto TikTok, if you go onto, um. Instagram, you'll definitely see um, the way the content has changed and how brands are stepping away from the heavily branded content and getting as many content creators on board. And that's kind of where I want to take up the space that we're in at the moment because we, we just, as I said, don't have that product to sell. We have a day in the future. And yeah. I want to really get those those kind of celebrations on the night to become part of our you know marketing strategy going forward.
0: I think that's um I think that's really interesting because um yeah I mean not to you know not to sort of show my age too much but like you know this is go- going back to the, yeah. the very old school days of um you know when people did you exactly as you said people did just create content because it was fun like you remember back in the day when like YouTube first launched and it was you know the the halcyon days when like every super famous meme like ever was kind of created probably over like a couple of years period there were loads of people who were just like you know before the big advertising models and before it became a big sort of industry just you know doing random stuff like throwing throwing it on the internet that that was great and i think um i agree with you i think it's very exciting to see people getting back to that more real stuff um Yes. I think the, um, you know, the cynic in me says it feels a bit like sort of corporate MLM, but, you know, I'm trying to put that to yes. one side just to be like, yeah. do you want to like sell our stuff kind of for free? I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. But I think um, I think on, on the whole, I agree with you. I think it's great that like that more genuine sort of less, yeah, super shiny Early two thousands, the super brandy stuff is going away because I also am not a huge, a huge fan of that. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, and I think I mean, go, you know, following on from what you're saying as well about just sort of selling the experience. Because I have recently been to a few events which I've not done for quite some time because you know you you couldn't go to so any for a while. That was pretty, yes. <laughs> pretty rubbish. Um, of course, they've been a, they've been a real mixed bag. Like it's been a proper game of two halves, where one was very well structured but they'd run effectively i won't say any names because i don't want to be unfair to you know to the people who were running them but they basically ran like three events at the same time which i thought was quite a canny sort of commercial move because it felt very busy and there was three different things happening Ah, all sort of in the same space but the um you know the sort of the impact of that on everyone though was you were kind of mingling in between the sessions with a pretty random group of people like so the people at the one that i was at which was b2b focused
1: there yes. were people
0: at like a um i think there was like an affiliate thing going on like a channel partner thing and then ah, there was another it's right. like SAS oriented thing at the same time and you sort of wandering around being like oh, are you in seen you at any of the things like and they're like oh no but the you know the affiliate thing and you're like all right okay well we don't really have much to talk about like right now because we're (laughs) doing completely different things basically today so i I could sort of see where they were going but it was it was a bit odd basically um but the plus side was they were doing exactly what you were talking about which was like loads of great content capture they had like just cameras set up around the place they were doing like sort of little vox poppy like you know what do you think about the thing that you're doing so that side of it i thought was really awesome it was just a bit of an odd I think very commercially driven sort of structure probably yes. because it's very expensive to put events back on now and they weren't sure that they would fill it. But um,
1: bag. Yes, of course. Yeah.
0: It was a weird I've been, one. I've been
1: to one like that. Yeah. I've, I've also been to something like that before where we, um, I also won't mention names, but we obviously went to an event, um, thought, you know, okay, sold us that there were going to be, you know, thousands of people get there. We have a stand and it seemed really nice, but then eventually you realize, the location wasn't great um, because a lot of students (laughs) were eventually coming in and then you realize, um, okay, this is, this is not it. And, um, you know, most of the people that were there are just never going to buy from you just trying yeah. to get freebies. And I think that's, that's the irritating <laughs> part because you have like kind of uh, a lot of time.
0: Going? Yeah. You? <laughs> do,
1: you, do, you a, do you have a notebook for me? I need one of those. Might, mate, it's not like,
0: not like, you know, 2015 anymore. Got, nobody's giving up branded moleskins anymore. Come on.
1: No, no, exactly right. I mean, you know, you, you taking the time to send out staff to kind of be there the whole day and have um proper conversations with people in the industry. And, because of the location you're getting like, um, just 18 year olds and 19 year olds w- walking through the door and you're just like, Oh, no, this is, this is just not it. Um, yeah. so yeah, a bit of a different difficult one. And that's why I think I have to commend Brighton SEO as much as I do, because even when I, when I went this year, um, I know last year was a bit different because, you know, co- just recovering from COVID, not as many people went, but this year it was just, um, exactly the right people in the right space and i think that's the fantastic thing about it is that there's so many really good people that are walking through those doors um the the type of uh, some of our sponsors are even there um they have stands and they kind of you know don't sponsor the event really but are just there putting out their name and their branding and every person that you speak to is um just someone who would be geared for our awards. And not only that, um, you know, this past year for Global Search we thought, you know, what's it what's something different that we can do? What's what's something um out of the box that we can kind of start looking at? And we just thought Um, why don't we try and do a few of our ads in Spanish and German just because it is a global event. It is a global awards. And I had to reach out to judges, um, some of our judges to kind of translate some of our copy over for us just so I can make sure it's not google translated because you never yeah, know yeah. what it <laughs> yeah. is like um and, mostly accurate
0: you know <laughs>
1: yeah uh, they'll get it
0: <laughs> and, you,
1: you know it, you know with the judges it was it, they they are fantastic and you know they they came to the board they translated a whole bunch of stuff for me and when i was a brighton i saw this company that literally just um that's what they do they kind of translate any kind of copy, articles, blog posts, headlines, ads, whatever it is, into any language across um, a multitude of dialects, and it was just—you
0: yeah, th- cool.
1: just find like little small things that actually—it's—it's—it's it's, it's something that you don't realize is a, a bit of an issue for you when you're doing it because there's no other solution. But then, yeah. when, you get, when you get to like really good conferences, you you find solutions so quickly because you didn't realize this product was out there until you, you attend one of these these awards because, it, you know, something like uh, translating, um, you know, copy, it's not something that I'd go into Google for. I wouldn't think, oh, where can I go and change, you know, either I'd, I'd want to do it on Google Translate or I have to look mm. for a product, which is going to cost a ton of money. And that's why I, uh, I went to our judges. But then, you know, something where it's just like a few lines of copy you can build a relationship with another agency and organization and the the best part about it is i could tell them you know it would be great for you to kind of translate one or two sentences for me and just by the way this is a really great tool have you decided to enter into a wonderful the the conversation just flows that much easier so so yeah it's 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 really nice but yeah i think um you struggle in australia
0: with the few conferences <laughs> don't you anyway uh, yeah certainly certainly in the space that i'm in at the moment there just seems to be a bit of a dearth of stuff and like you know i mean i have, i'm not to whinge on about this like you know I won't, I won't complain too much but you know the minute that anyone gets a sniff that i might be some kind of service provider or agency they're like just throwing sponsorship at me instead of being like oh you might actually have something useful to say and you can just attend so I've, you know i'm a bit bitter about that already but i was like look you know we
1: we've actually noticed like there's such a boom in the apac region and especially australia and new zealand like we see you know one of our awards the apac search awards we don't really see that there's um y- you know that people struggle to enter you know people see these awards and think finally there's something for us to yeah. enter into and to celebrate our work and i think that's what we we definitely picked up on our sales manager Steph, also has mentioned that you know it's the easiest conversations that she ever has. It's, it's people who just want to enter, just need to understand a couple of things, but are so keen for it. And, um, yeah i I think i'll mention it to you at some point but we do have a surprise up our sleeve we thought that there's such a boom in the industry yeah there's such a there's such a growing industry and such interest in this industry that we we feel like we need to do a lot more so yeah great a little something up our sleeve but i'll i'll get to it that little surprise
0: tantalizing surprise at the (laughs) the end i like it um (laughs) no look i I agree with you i was was really surprised like when i first came down here i was still doing um a lot of seo and analytics and i was really surprised that the lack of um awards or even just kind of recognition for those areas specifically and just any you know any decent awards down here like there's a you know, there's a kind of a group of kind of companies that do run some events, but it's nowhere near like what's happening across sort of Europe or the UK. And it's, as you said, it's not for a lack of people doing really good work or that people don't want it, you know, people are happy yeah, to enter. Absolutely. There just wasn't anything happening. Um, so I'm super excited that you guys are sort of making some uh, making some moves down here. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen uh, and obviously be involved uh, later in the year, which would be awesome. Um yeah yeah look so i think um just being conscious of your timely as well let me let me give you a bit of a, a bit of a roundup question because we've covered a lot of a lot of ground which i think has been super yeah. interesting so if you're going to make one your one big prediction or one big concern about the general you know ai chat at the moment what what is that is it is it an opportunity or something you're excited about or a concern like what, what's your prediction for the rest of this year
1: Oh, I think my prediction is that it is the biggest opportunity that the marketing industry has um, been able to to cling on to. I think there's there's so much that's happening in, in AI at the moment. And the fact that we ha- we can use it to our advantage and use it to um, really bolster the, the kind of marketing space and kind of show that, you know that that it's a working industry and that we can we can build and use tools to to really navigate and to uphold kind of the industry standards and kind of make sure that we're doing things quicker easier smarter I think there's there's so much of um potential for opportunity in this space so I'm really excited to see where it grows and how it grows um Because, I mean, why not use it to to your advantage while you can? I think um, the other thing is that even though we we we're, we're worried about it stealing our jobs and you know all of this that's come out at the end of the day it's how are you using it to actually make sure that that doesn't happen how are you using it to make sure that you're cutting down on time doing the research mm. and the hours worth of of um, you know fact checking it's 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 just making sure that you're using it to your advantage and i just feel there's there's a ton of opportunity it it just everyone from a copywriter all the way down to a paid media person all the way across to um, uh you know a, de- a designer could could use chat gbt and any kind of ai tools to make their lives easier i mean there's a lot more that's come out in terms of presentation tools as well and I, it's something i definitely want to take a look into and i just feel that with ai it's just making our lives that much easier and um one thing our managing director has been um really putting forward to us um helen she keeps saying we need to work smarter and not harder and i just mm. feel that ai is definitely the way to go in terms of that so yeah um yeah i'm really excited to see what what, what comes out of it
0: oh that's cool i think that's great to hear and like um you know you speak in my language to be honest like our whole our whole business is built around that exact proposition you know it's like just kind of do stuff faster and more efficiently yeah without sacrificing the quality that you need, right? Like, which is where I, I completely agree with you. I see all the opportunities in that space. And I think it's, um, yeah, going back to the point you made earlier, I think if you're concerned and you don't know how to deal with it, that is exactly where you should be focusing. Like, how do you save time? How do you become um better at your job by like leveraging all these free or at the moment very cheap tools that are at your fingertips don't need to tell anyone do you You just need to like get on with it and look (laughs) awesome and then you know you're laughing aren't you
1: yeah (laughs) I
0: i love it i think that's a great a great point to round off on lee so look thanks very much for coming on and having a chat it's been an absolute pleasure and i think we covered some super interesting areas there um so yeah thanks for joining lee
1: yeah, no stress. Always great to chat to you, Stu. I think the last time we were just chatting for hours on end. Um, so I'm so sorry I had to dash <laughs> off, but this has oh, been really oh, great. Always great. Yeah, always great chatting to you. So. can't wait for the
0: next one. Thanks very much for listening. You have reached the end of the show. There were loads of interesting takeaways from that, to be honest. But the key thing for me was that um, we're not going to see any sort of real awards won by AI this year. I think I agree with Lee that we're not really seeing the real impact yet, but we are feeling the waves in the digital industry everywhere. Hopefully we will see some next year. I'm pretty excited to see what the future will hold in that regard. If you would like to hear more about who we are and what we do, please head over to our website, theflowstate.io.